Welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hey guys, welcome back to my college football betting podcast. We're going to get into everything from last week, misleading finals. We'll talk about a lot of look-ahead spots this week, some hangovers for some teams, and some fade-the-public spots. A lot of good information on this podcast this week. Looking forward to it before we get into it. Just a word from our sponsor, mybookie.ag. You can head on over to freddywills.com backslash mybookie. Uh, during Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250 if you win. Congrats. You've got some extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. My bookie will give all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's a no-risk, all-gravy. Just head on over to mybookie.ag, enter promo code WILLS to access this promo- promotion. So make sure you guys check that out. It's a great promotion to be able to bet on a game risk-free. It's kind of like a free roll, so uh, make sure you check it out. So last week we went 11-3 and in college football. Great week. Unfortunately for many of you, my newsletter play was a loser yet again, making it five straight losers. Small sample again. We are still over 58% career winners in that pot in the premium newsletter. Since it's been on a losing streak, I'm going to be sending out two of my premium plays this week in the newsletter, so make sure you check it out. Now, I'm pretty confident we're going to go 2-0. I'm, I'm looking forward to this week and have listed my pro and college football package at just $99 this week, guaranteed or one week free, over at freddywills.com, the same spot you can pick up my premium newsletter play. So make sure you uh, subscribe to Freddy's Premium Sports Picks Newsletter. Free at freddywills.com. Again, we had uh, three straight losing weeks, and then this week we went 11-3, and three, picking up over 15% profit back. Again, this is not the time of year to fade me over my 10-year career, which includes nine of 10 profitable seasons in college football. I have profited plus 118% in November, plus 140% in December, and plus 43% in January. So this is the time to get on. We proved that last week with the 11-3 and record. My best pick, there were many this past week, including Syracuse on the money line as they rolled past Duke. But Baylor plus 10, Baylor plus 10.5 as our play of the day was easily the best pick, I thought. I'm glad I didn't play Baylor on the money line, which I was actually tempted to include in my play as they blew a 28-3 to lead in the game. You know, I just think they got conservative and, and couldn't get off the field as Oklahoma, like, I mean, they dominated in the second half, just staying on the field. Baylor's defense got a little tired. That was really the key to them losing this game as Oklahoma ran over 90 plays. So with that said, I, you know, I, Baylor has got to be gassed this week. And we'll talk about that game later in the show against Texas, because Texas still alive to get to the big 12 championship game, even with their loss against Iowa state. I'll tell you guys how. And for Oklahoma, you know, I'm still looking to fade this team. I've faded them three times this year, 3-0 against the spread. I feel like I have a good feel on them. This week they are back at home playing TCU as an 18-point favorite. Honestly, the the way the defense has looked, they, they don't deserve to be this big of a favorite. 
And TCU obviously has a good defense. Now there's there's still some issues with Oklahoma's offense as well. I I'm I'm still not sold on Jalen Hurts. We saw it just last week against Baylor, the best defense they had faced all year long. They struggled in the first half. TCU's defense has struggled with this offense in the past, though, giving up 52 points, 38 points, 52 points. But again, that was to Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. However, I, I do think Oklahoma is due. They're they're far past due to have a good game. And, you know, they have, their defense hasn't been able to force t- turnovers, which ironically is what they're, they're uh, you know, built on. Uh, that's, that's the whole point of this Alex Grinch defense is to f- force turnovers. And, I, you know, I, I don't really understand all the Alex Grinch love. I really don't think he's proven anything. Defensive coordinator at Washington State, defensive coordinator last year, Ohio State, Ohio State defense that is the reason why they didn't get to the college football playoff last year. So well, I I, you know, I don't really get the love for him. And I'm just curious because I, I wanted to bring this up on last week's podcast, but I made it quick. I mean, when you look at o- Oklahoma this year now, they're not in the top 30 in yards per play. And they played some terrible offenses. Last year, Ohio State, 64th in yards per play defense. That was Alex Grinch's bunch. 2015, Washington State, 80th. 2016, 68th. thirty-first, And, I mean, literally, his average over five seasons of being a defensive coordinator is average or below average. You know, I, I wish I could be below average at my job and, and get a job like Oklahoma. That would be great. Anyways, we're going to fade Oklahoma still. Probably won't do it this week because TCU, I, although the offense is coming around with Max Duggan, he's been turnover prone, and that's all you need to give Oklahoma is a couple turnovers, and they will blow you out of the building. I could totally see that happening this week. And why wouldn't it be? T- TCU is a public play so far this week. They're getting over 60% of the tickets so far, So, and this line has only gone the other way with Oklahoma opening at 17 and now up to 18, 18 and a half. So, I mean, unless this gets to 21, which I doubt it, I'm, I'm probably going to be sitting out of this game. I have not done well in games with TCU this year. Worst pick. We only had three losers last week. Missouri, probably the worst play, and that was the pick that ended up in the newsletter. But really, this game, I mean, it was 63 at halftime. I really felt good at halftime the way Missouri's defense was playing. Uh, But this game really changed when Missouri dropped a pick six. They also had an interception in the game that was 6-3, to and it was a total momentum changer. And the refs overturned it uh, because it was – I don't understand because they called the interception on the field. I didn't see any conclusive evidence. The announcers actually agreed – it just seemed like a weird overturn, uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes you get those games, and uh, I'm sure there's others that we're on the other side of. So, I mean, bad beat of the week. Uh, Texas Tech on the money line. Texas, Texas Tech lost by two, but did cover the three-and-a-half and, and four-point spread on the closing line. So, hopefully some of you guys uh, did not play the money line, and, and you took the three-and-a-half. When I released the play, I would have taken three-and-a-half and given it out to clients if it was around, but there were only threes. So that's the reason I 
played the money line. The threes and three and a halfs would have covered. So that's that's why I'm saying it was a bad beat of the week because you know if I had handicapped that game later in the week, maybe one day, maybe a few hours later, I, I would have given out Texas Tech plus three and a half for sure. Fortunately, Texas Tech got down in this game 24 to three, and then they trailed 27 to 16 at the half before coming all the way back to take the lead. But then they were unable to answer a field goal with six minutes left in the game, and they lose the game. I still thought that they were the better team, and. Uh, Look, we, we have Texas Tech this week hosting Kansas State. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Kansas State lost last week against West Virginia. I gave out West Virginia plus 14-and-a-half. thought there was tremendous value in that game. I don't know if I'll be on Texas Tech again. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. So let's jump into some misleading finals. Buffalo blew a 27-6 to lead in the fourth quarter to Kent State during the week in Maction. I was actually going to play this game and play Kent State, but I, I could not get over the fact that uh, Buffalo had a massive edge in the trenches, especially running the ball, which they did They did do well in this game. Plus, uh, they, they ran the ball for 245 yards. The final was a bit misleading because Buffalo lost this game. Buffalo was plus 95 yards in the game, but failed to cover. People remember that big lead they blew, which eliminated them from the – getting to the MAC championship game. And, and this, this week they'll face Toledo. Uh, Buffalo's already getting most of the tickets. Toledo of eight point dog here at Buffalo. And the strange thing to me, and I lean Toledo at over a touchdown Toledo has a chance to get to Detroit to the MAC championship game. Still Buffalo is out. Toledo lost to Northern Illinois last week and also outgained them by 60 yards, so a little bit misleading there. And um, I, I know Toledo's been atrocious on the road this year, but uh, looking at this game, I, 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 you know, I mean, Buffalo had a chance at getting to the MAC championship game, but they lost to Kent State on the road. A, a definite dream crusher for that team. So I, I am going to lean towards Toledo here at over a touchdown. Wisconsin beat Nebraska, but they were outgained by 11 yards in the game. They won 37 to 21, but this game was a lot closer. Special teams really killed Nebraska, and they essentially had eight, three turnovers as they were over four on fourth down. They averaged 8.2 yards per play in this game against Wisconsin. Very impressed. And, I, you know, I mentioned on last week's podcast that I thought Nebraska could make some noise here down the stretch. Uh, this week they have a four-point – they're a four-point road favorite at Maryland. Not a situation I'm excited to back them in. I, it is a slight lean on my sheet here. Uh, you know, Maryland obviously out for a bowl game. They can't get to a bowl game. And there's, a, you know, a major coaching mismatch here. Wisconsin, on the other hand, a 24.5 point home favorite role and is in a major look-ahead spot with Minnesota up next. You know, winner obviously goes to the Big Ten championship game. And, uh, you know, obviously we should talk about the Minnesota game. Minnesota, another misleading game here. They actually outgained Iowa by 141 yards. You know, some may say that, you know, it wasn't misleading because Iowa got off to that big lead and, and then some of those yard, yards were maybe garbage. But, um, you know, you put up 430 yards on Iowa on the road. It's very impressive. Uh, if Iowa didn't get off to that fast start and if Minnesota converted more of those fourth downs, they were one for three on fourth downs. Uh, you know, Minnesota here, even with this loss, they have everything left to play for. If they went out, I think they're in the college football playoff with wins over Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State in a conference championship 
a conference that, look, is the number two conference in, in the nation, according to many. I think the Big 12 is a little stronger this year, but uh, or at least a little more balanced. I don't, I don't know how you could keep Minnesota out. So they have everything to play for. Uh, they get Northwestern this week, who I, I think they could blow out, but I, I'm not going to play it, play them. It, you know, obviously Northwestern's not getting to a bowl game. They just took out some frustration on UMass last week. Uh, you know, I, I think that Minnesota could blow them out, but uh, listen, uh, I'm not looking to lay double digits with them to do so. On the flip side, Iowa. Uh, you know, gets Illinois at home, 15.5-point favorite. Illinois will probably win this game in some crazy fashion. I mean, look, they beat Michigan State, and they beat Wisconsin by winning the turnover battle and hanging around. You know, I'm, I'll pass on this game, certainly. I don't see how you can back I- Iowa as a double-digit favorite. 81% of the money on Iowa already. Uh, that's part of the reason why the line has moved from 12 to 15 and a half. Uh, yeah, maybe at 12, I'd, I'd like Iowa, but look, I, Iowa got out game by over a hundred yards last week. They, this offense doesn't have any business laying double digits, uh, especially to an Illinois team. That's been playing some good football, turning, turning, turning teams over. So I have to have respect for what Illinois has done. Indiana outgained Penn state by 91 yards but they had two turnovers in the game and were one for two on fourth down while Penn state was two for two. That was really the difference in the game. This, this wasn't even game, uh, but worth noting Penn state had a major look ahead to Ohio state who they faced this week as an 18 point dog, which is absolutely justified. I think Indiana facing another team this week in Michigan, who is in a major look ahead spot with Ohio state on deck and Look, Indiana gets Michigan at home. I think this is an upset alert. I think Indiana, uh, with Michigan looking ahead to Ohio State, could be in a spot to upset Michigan, especially if this gets to ten. I don't think Michigan should be a you know a ten point road favorite to in a very solid Indiana team, an Indiana team that just went toe to toe with Penn State on the road. So uh, in a similar final score to what Michigan had at Penn State. So. I, you know, I think this Indiana team's playing well with a lot of confidence, and and they would love nothing more than to knock off another blue blood team in the Big Ten. Auburn played the game scared. I, I thought this was a misleading final because Auburn actually outgained Georgia. You know, obviously they get down twenty-one nothing. Bo Nix missed a wide open guy on fourth down late in the fourth quarter, which I think would have gotten them even closer and and possibility of tying the game up and Auburn would have won this game in overtime. I'm sorry. Auburn essentially minus four turnover margin. They went for four first fourth downs, one for four. I don't understand how you go for some of these fourth downs when you have, you know, I know their kicker's not great, but you you have a good defense. Uh, I can't exactly remember where all four of these fourth downs were, but, uh, uh, and then they were minus one turnover margin in the game. So that's essentially four turnovers in the game. Uh, Georgia was Georgia. They got out to the 21 nothing lead, and, and they just played conservatively the rest of the way. Th- this is the reason why they won't beat LSU in the SEC championship game, in my opinion, because LSU can come back on them. I mean, we, we've seen this over and over again with this Georgia team under Kirby Smart. They play too conservatively, and then they try to be aggressive in the, the worst situations. 
like a fake punt, I, I think, last year in the championship game against uh, Alabama. It's just some of the, their decisions don't make sense. Auburn, back to Auburn, they were afraid in the first half, and it was obvious. They refused to run Bo Nix, which I felt cost them this game because, you know, they didn't really have a backup quarterback here. And, uh, I mean, Gus Malzahn even admitted that he was afraid to run Bo Nix a lot. And that was really where I thought they, they had the edge. I, I, in my handicap on Auburn, I really thought that they were going to be able to run the ball a lot better. And it was almost as if they didn't try. I mean, they threw the ball 50 times in this game. Uh, you know, this team is better when they run the ball. And, and the team that out runs the ball better in this matchup has won 10 of the last meetings. So I, I really was disappointed with Auburn's game plan held to 84 yards rushing. Uh, but again, mostly because they passed the ball 50 times. I, I don't understand the game plan for Auburn. And that's saying a lot because they had an extra week to prepare for this game. Now they get Samford this week and it's the week before the iron bowl. I really can't see Auburn beating Alabama However, I do want to see what Alabama does with the quarterback situation because, uh, you know, I'll talk about it later. I, I don't know if I like who they're going to be starting this week, and we'll see if they make any changes or if they're even going to, you know, try to his brother. NC State outgained Louisville by 51 yards, lost the game by two touchdowns. They were also plus eight in first downs. However, NC State had three turnovers and missed a fourth down try. You know, NC State is a strong lead lean this week. NC State can still play a physical brand of defense, which Georgia Tech has not played well against this year. Georgia Tech is eliminated from a bowl spot while NC State could win here and then have an extremely meaningful game against their in-state rival, North Carolina, next week. If they can take care of the ball, they win this game. Well, But that's, you know, listen, that's a big if. Uh, they took care of the ball earlier in the year, and I don't know what's happened their last three games. They're not taking care of the ball. I don't know if I'll get to the window or not, but I definitely lean towards NC State this week at plus two and a half. And if it gets to plus three, I could be a buyer. LSU beat Ole Miss, and by no means was it misleading. Uh, you know, they, they beat them by 21. We covered the 21 and a half on the pick we released. And, you know, I felt fortunate with LSU knocking on the door to end the game. Could have kneeled it out several times earlier, but we're running the ball still. I, I really thought Ed O was going to try to punch it in just to, you know, stick it to Ole Miss, the university that fired him. But fortunately, they decided to finally kneel the ball. I think they were inside the 15-yard line. Uh, you know, Ole Miss's defense really just got gassed at the end of the game. Uh, but listen, can we talk about the number one team in the country right now. They just gave up 614 yards to Ole Miss. I actually think this will give us value in the SEC championship game backing LSU. If that's the route, I go. But there is no way in hell LSU beats Clemson. There's just no way in hell. I'm not going to say that they can't beat Ohio State because Ohio State's defense, although they look dominant, they just gave up 21 points to Rutgers. All right? And, and there's some red flags, some things that – are there's there's noise in Ohio State's defensive numbers that are showing up and if you remember they were you know 64th in yards per play on defense last year it was the reason they were kept out of the playoff uh so there's some noise there for Ohio State still think Clemson's the best team in the nation uh I felt like they've been disrespected uh now they're going to start getting respect and uh I get Clemson hasn't played anyone but I just think that they're they're well coached. They're able to keep their coordinators year after year after year. Uh, they've got experience in this playoff. And if Alabama doesn't get in at Clemson, I mean, no one's going to have the experience that they have. And we could see two teams in the playoff this year that have never even been there. So, um, and three coaches who have never been. I mean, say so you take, you got LSU, 
possibly Georgia. If Georgia wins out, they're in, right? And and LSU, do they still get in? I don't know. But either way, you get LSU in, right? A Pac-12 team in if, you, if you're going to keep Alabama out now. Ohio State team in. All three of those coaches, I, I get Ohio State's been there. All three of those coaches never been in the college football playoff. Major advantage to Clemson. Before we get into some other notes here, uh, I just wanted to remind you guys. Subscribe to Freddie's Premium Sports Picks Newsletter. Free at FreddieWills.com. And again, just wanted to remind you about the promotion over at MyBookie.ag. Just log on to MyBookie.ag. Make your first deposit with promo code WILLS, W-I-L-L-S, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. So you get 100% bonus, and again, during Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Beers-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. MyBookie will give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. You can only win. So, again, MyBookie.ag, enter promo code WILLS, match your deposit, get that $250 free bet as well. Great things going on over there at MyBookie.ag. And if you want to look at the review, head on over to FreddieWills.com backslash MyBookie. All right, so some other games here to get to. Massive look-ahead spot for Hawaii uh, last week with UNLV. Um, you know, they I think they doubled them in yardage. They only won the game by 14 points. Now they fly back home to face San Diego State with a win. They'll go to the Mountain West Championship game to face Boise State. A loss in San Diego State goes. Hawaii, a three-point favorite in the public. You know, I can't blame them like San Diego State. Same situation last week with San Diego State against Fresno, which, I you know, I didn't get. I, I saw a lot of sharps around Fresno. And, but San Diego State was getting public love. And, um, you know, I gave them out on the money line as play. You know, I, I, you know, obviously there's questions around San Diego State's offense, which is why, you know, I gave it was minus one. I'm not going to have a, a missed extra point cost me. Uh, so for five cents, I gave out San Diego State on the money line minus 115. So same situation. You know, I, I leave, lean heavily towards San Diego State. San Diego State uh, faces a good offense again here. Uh, and, and they're now 4-0 after facing Fresno State, a good offense, uh, facing good offenses. And, you know, I don't I don't see anything different here unless I'm missing an injury or something. And, you know, I'll definitely still do my due diligence on this game and handicap it from start to finish. But, uh, you know, San Diego State has had a ton of success at Hawaii under Rocky Long. They've made the trip before. They know what to do. And, you know, it's not a vacation for them. San Diego State has a lot to prove after losing that game a week ago to Nevada. Uh, And, you know, look, San Diego State's offense, which has been, you know, holding this team back, has done extremely well against bad defenses, which Hawaii is, which Fresno State is. Fresno State's defense is not even close to last year's defense. And, uh, look, they were able to – I know they didn't put up a lot of points, but they put up a lot of yards. Some other notes. Uh, look, Texas A&M, uh, 
dangerous team this week. Last week they dominated South Carolina and looked like the team we hyped before the season, the, the many hyped before the season. They were plus 280 yards in the game against South Carolina. Most importantly, got the running game going, 319 rushing yards against a, a, a defense from South Carolina that's supposed to be good, against a running game from South Carolina that's supposed to be good. And they held South Carolina to 45 yards, completely dominated the trenches. And they're a 13-point dog here at Georgia. We already mentioned Georgia's conservative approach in games. Uh, and Georgia has nothing to prove. They're already ranked in the college football playoff. So what do they have to prove against South Carolina? Uh, I mean, against the Texas A&M. And, you know, listen, Texas A&M just flat-out dominated South Carolina. And South Carolina actually went on the road and beat Georgia. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that may be the reason many are back in A&M here in the early going. Uh, but I'm sure the money will come in late on Georgia. Georgia in a letdown spot playing the biggest rival after playing their biggest rival in Auburn and really have nothing to prove again in this game. It could be a spot A&M catches them sleeping. Uh, definitely lean towards the Aggies as I think that the back door could be open as well. Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State hung around early but got crushed in the game, 44-10. to Michigan has a major, major, major look-ahead spot this week with Ohio State on deck. Uh, they're obviously their biggest rivalry game. And they'll face a frisky Indiana squad that just, just went toe-to-toe with Penn State. Michigan, uh, nine-point road favorite. And, you know, I would lean to Indiana if it gets to 10. I may even play it at 9. Sprinkle a little bit on that money line. Michigan State, a 20-and-a-half-point favorite this week at Rutgers. For what it's worth, Rutgers just scored 21 points against Ohio State last week. That's exciting. But, uh, listen, Michigan State still alive for a bowl game with Maryland at home on deck. Uh, you know, I'm I'm passing. I, I can't You can't back Rutgers right now. Although that is a little bit of a, you know, hey, we're still trying here, scoring 21 points against Ohio State. Alabama dominated Mississippi State. You know, I got a bad number. I gave out Alabama minus 20 earlier in the week, and then there was news that, you know, Tua wasn't going to start. And, listen, I was still comfortable where I would have sent something out playing the other side to, to get, you know, our money back. I, I were playing it live or something. I was still confident whoever started at quarterback. I really thought it was going to be a defensive game for Alabama after giving up all those points and yards to LSU the week before. I really thought Alabama had something to prove. And, you know, it was an easy cover. Of course, we know – the situation with Alabama with Tua getting hurt. And, uh, you know, I, I hope he has a full recovery. It seems like he's going to, a lot of people are comparing it to the Bo Jackson injury, which I think he played through actually. Uh, that's, that's, that's mainly the reason that, you know, happened to Bo and, and Tua's getting care by the best hip doctors in, in the world. So I think Tua, now the decision is, does he, does he come back to Alabama? Um, I think he should. And I'm hopeful that he does because even though I don't, you know, want Alabama to continue to dominate year after year, I just I like it when college kids decide to, uh, you know, finish what they started, get their degree, and then go to the NFL. Although I I understand why these team why these players leave. It's this exact reason they get hurt, and then and then their careers could be completely done. Uh, so I but I think Tua comes back. In this game, I you know I I didn't like what I saw from Mac Jones in the second half at quarterback, and you know I would not sleep on to his brother Teu. I don't know how you say his name. It's like it's just the U and A reverse or something. Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't sleep on him coming in to save the day like Tua did his freshman year. 
uh, and save Alabama season. Uh, they're going to need a big time win and a win with margin against Auburn the next week. I think they could get it. Uh, I might be holding an Alabama ticket at the end of the day uh, in the Iron Bowl. Navy versus Notre Dame. Got to bring this game up. Notre Dame could not be stopped on offense. They had great field position in this game, and they got off to the 38-3 to lead. Uh, obviously, Navy was stopped on third down. Navy uh, Notre Dame had a good plan, holding them to 5 for 16 on third down. I was really hoping for a Navy win. Uh, because I leaned Notre Dame and didn't play it, obviously. And, and you know, whenever you lean a certain way and it, it ends up being a loser, you you know, you just feel freaking good about that. And, and that happened a lot this week. But, um, you know, I, I also wanted Navy to win because I, I, I like Army in the Army-Navy game. I, I You know, Army came into the season with higher hopes, and, and they were probably going to be favored against Navy. But Navy, Navy has done what Army's done the last few years, and, and – I'm hoping for Navy to be over a touchdown favorite or at least an inflated spread. There's still, still plenty of more opportunities for that as Navy can still get to the Conference USA Championship game, or I'm sorry, the American Athletic. And uh, they play SMU this week. And although M- SMU is ranked and Navy is not, Navy is a three and a half point favorite. So that tells you all you need to know there. As many think that Navy is going to bounce back. Uh, a couple more games to get to here. Texas plus seven was a free pick of the week last week. They covered at Iowa State. And, you know, I, I told you guys I would get to this game. Texas plays Baylor this week on the road, six-point dog, while Iowa State plays Kansas as a 24-point favorite. Baylor still has Big 12 championship game to play for, but I really don't like how they choked that game away. And talk about a letdown. Baylor's got to have it. I mean, I don't think that they can – I mean, they have a long way to go to get back into the college football playoff discussion. I think they're out because, I mean, they were ranked number 13th before that game. I mean, nobody was taking them seriously. And then they, they blow the game like that. I just uh, – I mean, that's the second time they did it this year. Against Iowa State, they were able to come down and kick a field goal. And in this game, they were not. Uh, I still thought they were going to do it, but um, they didn't end up pulling pulling through. Uh, so Baylor, major letdown situation. Uh, you know, look, Texas lost at the last second to a very good Iowa State team on the road. Uh, you know, uh, Baylor probably would have had the same happen if they went to Iowa State to play. Iowa State took the lead late in that game against Baylor. So I, I, I point is, I feel like these teams are all about the same. I don't think anyone should be laying close to a touchdown or anything. Uh, That's the reason why we gave out Texas last week. I gave it out as a free pick because it was an extremely square play. Almost everybody was on Texas, but uh, listen, it, it still still won. And I do play and bet on my free picks. I know there's a lot of people out there in the market that give out these free picks and they don't back it up with their own money. I don't understand that. I've heard multiple people either on Twitter or their podcast saying that they, you know, they gave out free picks to give out this free information, but they don't put their own money behind it. Why the hell are you giving out a free pick then? Uh, so, you know, I actually do – play those there. I mean, they're 1% bankroll plays across, across the board always. So um, long story short, I'm leaning toward Texas this week. They still have a shot at getting to the big 12 championship game. What do they need? They need to win out. They need Baylor to lose out and they need Iowa state to trip up once. It's not a crazy proposition. I don't think it happens, but it, it should have Texas's focus. At least I don't think, you know, Tom Herman's players are, like, you know, who cares? I think they also want to beat Baylor, an in-state team. And it's big for recruiting, obviously, with all 
all of this progress by Baylor. Uh, you know, who, who right now Baylor is the trendy school in Texas. I mean, who who do you want to go play for? Do you want to go play for Matt Rule and Baylor, or do you want to go play for Tom Herman in Texas? Who I mean, last year it was Texas, and now it, it's Baylor. So this is a big game for recruiting. And six points, I just think it's going to be a close game. Baylor's played in a lot of close games this year, and obviously the the weakness of Baylor's defense is against the pass, which is the Texas offensive strength. And Texas is defense is getting stronger, so you know definitely struggling towards Texas. Although I may wait, uh, I think Baylor surprised a lot of people last week, and I think it we could see a six and a half here. Who knows? Close close the show out with this: Utah and Oregon, both are well aware of the spreads. It's very obvious that in their games they're they're aware of the line put out there by Vegas, and they're trying to beat it and trying to get the attention of the playoff committee. It's it's pretty obvious. I don't know why we can't just talk about this, why the coaches can't talk about this, why the college football playoff committee can't talk about this. It's definitely factored in. They both covered the spread last week, and both will be getting inflated lines the rest of the way. Both are on the road this week playing the Arizona-Arizona State teams. It's a dangerous proposition when you're trying to run the score up. I think that uh, and with all the pressures that these guys have uh, – that's that's when an upset could possibly happen. But again, this is Arizona, Arizona State, and I don't think either of these teams have enough balance to to pull the upset. Uh, Oregon State against Oregon next week, maybe. Colorado against Utah next week, maybe. Uh, but here, I don't see it. I'm sure this game has has their attention. I don't think either team is capable of hanging in in these games. But I will probably pass because the lines are going to be inflated. You know, I think Utah has a better shot than Oregon, even though they're getting a larger spread. I, th- I just think Arizona is, is not a very good defense, and Utah obviously has the offense and defense to just dominate that game, and they they obviously have reason to. So uh, it's going to be another interesting week in college football. I have a ton of leans and strong feelings on this week's card, and I'm looking forward to – I mean, I'm going to probably have 10 or more plays – Really, really loving uh, some of my leans here. And, uh, you know, so make sure you tune in. My college football package is still up on the website. Uh, We knocked it down another $50 last week. So make sure you check that out. And we have a weekly promotion with NFL. NFL, I'm killing it. Nine and one against the spread on my max play of the days this year. And over long term, well over 60% winners. So, at minimum, it's worth picking up just for that play. Uh, we won again last week with the Colts. So make sure you check it out at freddywills.com. And again, make sure you check out that awesome, awesome promo at mybookie.ag using promo code WILLS. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Freddie Wills College Football Betting Podcast. If you are still listening to this podcast, you are really into college football betting. And if you are really into college football betting, you should consider following my premium plays, especially my play of the days, which have hit roughly 60% against the spread over my 10-year career. If you aren't into paying for picks, that's totally fine. There are many reasons why I wouldn't even want you to, especially if you don't have the bankroll. In that case, you may want to consider visiting sportsbetcapping.com for free picks from over 70 handicapping experts. That's sportsbetcapping.com for access to free picks on all major 
sports. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. And as a reminder, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes and take advantage of my premium pick newsletter, absolutely free, at freddywills.com.